The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. Pharisees came up and, in order to test Jesus, asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and to send her away. And Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. And in the house the disciples asked him again about this matter, and he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Given the crazy state of our world, you are probably a little bit worried about your kids. Or your grandkids. Or the kids down the block or the kids who sit next to you here on Sunday mornings. I know that I am. But here's the cure for worry. Keep your kids within arm's reach. We know this intuitively, of course. After giving birth, a mother's first instinct is to hold her child dear. And that first close touch assures both the mother and the baby that all is well. It's an instinct that sticks with us no matter how old our children are. This loving touch is so basic and so important that it is easily measured. Way back in 1945, Dr. Renee Spitz studied two groups of children from birth to the age of seven. One group lived in an orphanage with one nurse for every seven kids. And the other group grew up with their mothers in prison. The first group, isolated in cribs from adults and from each other, had so little contact for those first seven years that they lagged in every category. They were less curious, less playful, less verbal, and less mobile, but more sick. And in fact, one-third of those kids in the orphanage actually died during the study. The second group, raised by their mothers in a prison nursery, developed just like children raised in a family outside the prison walls because their mothers were with them every day, because they were kept within arm's reach. With that, Dr. Spitz proved his thesis, 
that children isolated in orphanages failed and often died not from lack of care, after all, a nurse was there, but from a lack of love. By now, I'm sure you've guessed that saying, keep your kids within arm's reach, is not about helicopter parenting that hovers, or about its cousin, lawnmower parenting, that mows down all the obstacles before a children reaches them. It is, of course, about Jesus, and knowing that the only safe space in all the world is the space within his grasp, within his arm's reach. The gospel, of course, is that Jesus extends himself for us and to us in flesh and blood and in space and time. Every one of us is saved in exactly the same way. Jesus saves us by touching us. Without him, we are all kids in the crib, isolated and alienated, alone and unloved. But with him, we flourish. His deepest instinct is to mother us, to pull us close and to touch us, and with that loving touch, to welcome us into a new world, to pull us into a new family, to make sure that we are all warm and safe and dry, but only after we have first been made cold and wet in the font, that first bath where we die and we rise by the touch that washes us clean and names us with his name, where we join his tribe and where we are made children of our Heavenly Father. You can see why Jesus gets so upset with his disciples and with us whenever we get in the way of that touch. Whenever we hold our children back and out of his reach. Because without Jesus, life is much more than worrisome. It is dark and lonely and hopeless and chaotic and deadly. In this crazy world, we all have bigger problems than the ones we see on the news. And Jesus is here this morning to remind us that the souls of our children are at stake. Today's gospel is the very happy story of Jesus who comes to Judea and beyond the Jordan to teach and to touch and to bless. It is also the story of folks just like you, folks who would do absolutely anything for their kids or their grandkids or the kids down the block or the kids sitting among us here this morning. Despite the opposition of the Pharisees, the crowds respond with glee to Jesus' arrival and to his invitation. Verse 13, they were bringing their children to Jesus that he might touch them. They were bringing their children to Jesus that he might hold them and change them and bless them and keep them and teach them. They were bringing their children to Jesus to dilute their own worry 
to dilute their own worry with hope, but also to drown their family life with divine love. The saddest part of this story is that it wasn't the Pharisees who got the best of folks. As the Pharisees tried to swerve around the gift of marriage and family and children and community and church with loaded questions about divorce. It was the disciples, those who were closest to Jesus and those who should have known better. They were the ones who were trying to keep kids away from Jesus and his gifts. The disciples were the ones who were trying to keep the kids beyond Jesus' reach. So, this morning we repent of self-inflicted wounds. The way we devastate our children when we do not bring them to holy baptism and holy liturgy, to holy scripture and holy supper. When we don't teach them to pray or tithe to the church. When we don't see the poor and teach our children to give alms. When we don't live in mercy or teach them to give a winsome witness with joy as play as part of Jesus' family. Jesus is indignant with us when we do not bring our kids to church or pull our kids into the Christian life. So today we repent of that and we again learn from Jesus that the way of the gospel is touch, physical, sacramental touch. The touch that takes children into our arms and blesses them with his blessing. Laying hands on them and touching them with divine gifts. Rubbing their ears with Jesus' words from scripture. Scouring their souls at the font with baptism coating their tongues with the same body and blood of Jesus that once hung on the cross and was resurrected at Easter, and surrounding our children with love, only love, in this house and in your own homes every day. We cannot guarantee that if you bring your kids here every week that everything will work out worry-free. The devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh work overtime on our kids. And if you push against the darkness, the darkness will push back. But we can guarantee that if you block Jesus' touch by not being here every week with your children, then your kids will live in constant danger. Don't do that. If you need to hover, hover here. If you need to mow down obstacles, mow down the obstacles that keep your kids from coming to church. And stop worrying. Your worries won't change a thing. But the touch of Jesus does. The touch of Jesus changes everything, including you and including your kids. And your kids will flourish under Jesus' care and Jesus will be really happy that you put your kids within his divine and saving reach. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.